watching that. Jonathan David can't find his mate. Did he keep that in? Alfonso Davis, he has kept it in. 2v2 here, can he beat the first one? Yes, he can! Alfonso Davies! Makes his way into the box, he's delivered in, and the header, and the winner! They do find the breakthrough, and it is Inyaki Williams! Back for the shot, which finds its way into the net. The Gambia get a goal back, the Burundi defenders appeal for an offside. It was almost... Soccer world is changing ever so dynamically, whether it's new domestic leagues in Canada, emergence of youth teams in Africa, or just a conversation in terms of where do we see the sport going. Welcome to the Africans, where myself, or the host, will have his cohort of co-hosts, or just guests, where we talk about where the game of football is in Canada, Africa, and other places, and how it affects the world and the game. Join us now, we are the Africans, and enjoy this next episode. Afghan is complete. Cinderella stories are galore. Your favorites have all lost, um, unless you're in Nigeria or Ivory Coast, in which case your favorites are in the finals. But congratulations to the victors. Uh, Koti Wall now being the 14th host nation to win the Afghan tournament out of 34 editions. And we're here to have our final thoughts about it. So it's myself. We have JD from the We Max It fame. I Max It already. Maxing it everywhere else. And we watched a lot of Afghan games. But JD, how are you doing today on this day that we look back on Afghan as a whole? I'm doing great. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, I, it was incredible. I I got to say you have terrible co- uh, uh, terrible officiating, which, you know, I'm always fighting the referees. Good players, mm-hmm. um, good, good matches, surprises. Mm-hmm. So everything was exceptional. I think this carried on over the World Cup. Just an exceptional tournament, to be honest, you know. Even the mm-hmm. dramatic scenes of the terrible officiating, are actually it makes it funny so yes i'm i'm here and we're i'm loving this um chopping up because i have a lot of things that i wanted to discuss maybe after mm-hmm. this video i still have something more to say you know because i saw a lot of people getting awards and i had questions you know so a lot of things you know so yeah no i think that's true i think i mean we can start from the end which is ivory coast winning dramatic fashion um finally there now the there seems to be a thought out there that I, I may have a disdain for a team. I don't. I just think stylistically, sometimes you leave yourself open. I think when we look at Cote d'Ivoire versus Nigeria um, in the finals, <laughs> did he stop giving you that look? I, I I think that there's 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 a caution. It's not even a cautionary tale. It's two different methods that got them to their locations, right? Cote d'Ivoire, the winners. I mean, on the final match day, they were on the outside looking in, and then Algeria and Ghana bottled their games. And then Cote d'Ivoire goes on the run, 
and then they win it in front of their home fans. Nigeria was probably the team of the tournament that we looked at. Finally got into form. We're playing a style that got them the results. I was a little bit um, hesitant on fully buying into it, mainly just because of the chances that they were giving up. But they were getting the results, so you can't complain about getting the results. Um, and then you have the other stories, right? South Africa with Ruben Williams uh, from the Sundown Boys just performing well. You have DR Congo making the semis as well. If you're looking back at AFCON this year, what are the major stories that you'll take back from watching it? And what are the, what are the major points I think you'll look back and say, this was a big moment for either this country or perhaps maybe a thought process in terms of the organization of football strategies, anything. What will stand out to you when you look at this tournament? All right. So what I've seen Obviously, I've, I've supported Nigeria. So what I've seen from Nigeria, I thought that they came into this tournament on terrible form mm. because they started the World Cup qualifiers and they never looked good at all. Obviously, Ozyman was not there. Um, so maybe they tried to go a different direction. But I saw the direction that they were, that they were in before. So I knew that it was the same one, regardless of bon not, not, um, Ozyman not there because Boniface was actually there. So he just slotted in for him all right but them changing to, to a three at the back which is ikang basi and ajayi it made it much more balanced because i thought that the four at the back and the lack of a midfield present and presence ndd would be astronomically good in this tournament so i do believe that mm -hmm. the ndd um um personally and not being there it it cost them big time i genuinely believe that so i'm not gonna cuss and say that um they can't do it in the future but at least the coach have had aribo on those guys so he could have still found a way out to make it more of a midfield presence but just the fact that they made a stability in defense i like it a lot more but I still wanted more from them. So what I've learned is what Nigeria stumbled upon, which is the three at the back, and um, it makes them more solid and make them could express themselves, but just need to be a little bit more tighter in the middle. So that's what I've learned about Nigeria, and that might this might be a um, a big loss for them, but the formation change might just be a big win for them. And to make them make the World Cup, because obviously they missed the last one as well with so much talent. So that's what I'm saying, what I saw. Um, but the overall tournament now, I would say that we saw the emerging the emerging teams coming through. The Cape Verde, the Mali, Burkina Faso, all of those teams, South Africa, they all look like they have some pipeline springing people through them which is amazing and it only goes to show that mm. africa region will be tough and football in general will start to have people coming from all walks of earth which that was not the, the thing before you know so i love the fact that development is spreading across africa it makes these tournaments way more entertaining so that's what i've gotten in general No, I think it's a fair thing to bring up. I think my quick recap that I made, the, the notion that the middle class of African football is no longer that middle class, right? It's definitely elevated. And combined with like the top teams, we saw all five favorites that most people had out by the round of 16. 
right? Which was remarkable, mm-hmm. right? You, you see Senegal fall to Ivory Coast. You see Morocco fall to South Africa. And not by chance that, you know, they were just unlucky. You know, both teams played strategies and they just weren't able to convert, right? You saw Cameroon fall to Nigeria. And then, like you said, the Namibias, Angola reemerging, Mauritania, Capo Verde, the middle class moving up and the underperformance of the of the top teams, it, you, there aren't any minnows left in, in Africa, especially once you reach the tournament of this time. And this is great for the for Africa overall, where in years past, 16 teams, and you'd still get blowouts. Now you're getting to 24 teams, yet still nothing is guaranteed. A team like Ghana can't look at Mozambique. I mean, they bottled that game, let's be real. But a, a team like Ghana walked versus, versus Mozambique, and they – you can't be guaranteed of a thing. They left those points on the pitch, and ultimately, that's what did them in. So it's great to see like the Mozambiques, furthermore, to really be able to emerge and kind of play well. And I think it does open it up for what we see coming up for uh, World Cup qualifiers continuing on. But I did want to touch base on the team of the tournament, right? So we have our team of the tournament that is here. And it's very much representative of the final four teams. Um, minus uh, Emilio Ensu from Equatorial Guinea. But you have a, a, back, a 4-3-3 going through with primarily semifinalists, minus uh, Ensu, who won the Golden Boot. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about whether we thought this was the right final uh, 11 of the tournament, but are there any changes you would make with this? Because I can think of maybe one or two changes, but are there any changes you would make a change for? To be honest, when you look at it this way, you have several players that you could have said maybe could have changed, to be honest, because, for instance, Wissa out wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing out wide. Yeah, so maybe you will give him that. Yeah, and maybe um, Maconia. Mm-hmm. You could question right there, but uh, and you never had much South African inside the team, so maybe you put him in there. But to be honest, Kessie, um, sorry, um, pretty much everyone else, um, MB, M, M, Chancel, Chancel, right there, yeah. Conan, Conan, where's his spot? Ena, Ena was one of the more attacking driven wing backs them in the tournament. Ikang, Ikang was one of the best defenders in the entire tournament. And Williams, uh, Williams was one of the best goalkeepers until he got um, beaten out from Stanley. So to be honest, yeah, you, you had other players that you could have rivaled for positions, but you wouldn't want to put Osiman out wide to put Os- Ensu in the team. So I think Wusa, Wusa okay. deserves his place based on where he actually plays. You understand me? Yes. So I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna beat it so much, but maybe only um Moconia, um, I would say um and maybe Chancel, um, you would say maybe would make it because I tr- honestly believe that Bassi, Bassi was one of the defenders of the tournament based on his physicality, recovery, and going forward in the system that um, Nigeria played. He was the one that ch- transformed the entire system because remember, in midfield, they only had Iwobi and also um, 
what's his name again? Uh, what's his name again? Um, completely forget his name. Um, in midfield, so they only had two in midfield. I will remember his name soon. Um, he had two in midf midfield okay. only, so he had to make up the numbers, especially when they are coming down the left hand side. So I I could question only two two players right here, but the rest of them I could see where, where they do make it. And so deserves to make it because I genuinely believe that he dragged this team completely to where they were, um, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. and uh, Lookman Lookman was the finisher um finish article in the Nigeria team. So I, I have not so much big qualms about it. Stanley could have made the best keeper. Um for Nigeria, I pay because even Nigeria's okay. final game, he was the one kept them in the game as well. So he, he could have been it over Williams still, but Williams drag his team with less talent. So I could see where you could get the favoritism to South Africa, and I can't I can't complain about it because it's less talented players. So um mm. the talent should have protected you a little bit more. Which mm. that should have still said that you're a good goalkeeper, but in voting, I could see where they take Williams over Stanley. Yeah, I think ultimately that's who had a bigger impact. I mean, I think Williams to me had a bigger impact out of there, so I don't have an issue with him going over Stanley. Just even looking at the shots going in, but even if against Williams, that Cape, that Capo Bird game, I mean, he made great saves in the penalties. He made saves that he's beats. But I mean, a lot of posts were met by Capo Verde in that game, and it's like when you when you beat the keeper in some cases, but then you don't beat you don't score the goal. That's more on the shooter than it is the the keeper. The keeper can make it difficult, but ultimately, the ball placement and things like that. Maybe that's me being harsh. I don't have an issue. I, I would I would shout out other players who I think maybe didn't have the numbers but played well. Um, uh, Bertrand Traore from uh, Burkina Faso, for example, I think he had a good tournament. But mm -hmm. where do you put him, right? Ensu has the goals. That's the thing that you, you can't take away from him. But you can't diminish what Victor Osman did over that, that round of from the eliminations to the finals. It was very influential. Seems that every time he scored, something took his goal away. But <laughs> at the end of the day, hey, the, the man did everything he could but score goals, which wasn't all on him. Um, so, I mean, there are those names. And then another shout-out to, to Ryan Mendes, who I think had a good tournament from Capo Verde um, overall. Again, couldn't beat Roven Williams, but Ryan Mendes had a great, I, I think, AFCON overall. But they ran into the team who could, who was in shape but ultimately had a better goalkeeper, and that's what did them in. So I would bring up those two names, Ryan Mendes from Cape Verde, Capo Verde, as well as Bertrand Traore from Cuna uh, Faso are good sides. I think players that deserve some shouts. I don't know what they do for coach, to be perfectly honest, because, I mean, you give it to the coach who got brought in after the team didn't go through. Is he, in your opinion, the best choice for the coach of the for the team of the tournament? Because he only really coached the round of 16. So, I yes, mean, yes, 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 yes. So, all right. You know, Onyeka was the player that I've missed. Onyeka and he mm, would be playing okay. in midfield. So Onyeka could have made this list as well because he was the sole defensive coverage inside midfield as a traditional midfielder. So that's mm. what I was talking about. So but that's 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 neither here nor there. But mm. yes, the 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 coach. Um, what are you saying then? What what are you saying? Because the coach, you know, uh, to be honest, remember the they went through based off technicality, so they never did nothing in the first round. 
You understand, you understand me to reach to the next level. So the coach came here and he got results in situations where we, we never expected them to get anything based on the form that they came off. So we that in in, in just the, 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 the viewers' eyes, it looks like okay, this man is the man that came or came out and galvanized everyone to get these results because you weren't getting these results two days ago. And then once we came out, now we make you more sturdy and we make talented players start playing with talent. Obviously, um, you had um, Ali and those guys getting fitter and ready to play. So that was kind of a help to him as well. You, you get me? So because at the start, they never played with, with him against um, Nigeria. They never started with him because that would have been a better um, forward line. And you, see, you clearly see, saw the difference when he's starting. So a lot of things made a difference. But I would say that you can't, if you, you would have blamed him if it never went right. You would have blamed him if it never went right. So I wouldn't have blamed him. I, I think at that point, the coach is playing with house money because no one expected you to make it there. Yes, you're the host, but from where you were, there's a reason you're the interim coach because the other guy couldn't do what he could do. So at this mm -hmm. point, if you fail, right, what's what's there to lose? Like you go down swinging and you can use that to galvanize the team and whatnot. And maybe that's unfair for me to say, but like at that point, you're playing with house money. You've made the round of 16. So at this point, go, <laughs> go for it. Try something. Right. For, for me, yeah, yes, because um, the next coach in line is Nigeria's coach, and he's trash. He is trash. All right. So if it's between those two to get the get it, um, I would say I would have to draft up South Africa and give it to South Africa. Then South Africa's coach, um, he's Belgian. So I guess I'm gonna be biased. So <laughs> I still maybe I would. <laughs> Maybe, mm -hmm. but but I think we would have blamed him. We wouldn't blame him, as what I said, because he's a he's an interim coach. But I still believe that people mm -hmm. he wouldn't get a permanent job, and I think no, he might just get a permanent job. So because of his result, might might force him into a permanent job. I think we have to force that uh, that best coach on him. All right, mm -hmm. yes, that's what I would say because I can't use the excuse that he would have gotten beaten. Um, this script tried in the media, no, he wouldn't. So, but the man doing his job, and we have to give him, I think he deserves it because I can't pinpoint any other coach, um, that coached their way to the finals. Only South Africa, I would say, because South Africa was slightly better than Nigeria as well and never went through as what they have written. So, to be honest, mm -hmm. South Africa. Or this interim coach, I would give that award to, to be honest. See, and I understand that. And again, as someone who had no faith in Nigeria making the finals, let alone winning, and they didn't, <laughs> I understand your frustrations with the coach. I will still say, as much as, as very high risk, high reward of that was. And then I made the comparison, and I think I was talking with my mates, that that final to me felt like the Euros with Italy and England. If Italy, if England slash Nigeria scored first, you it felt like the, the, the tying goal was a matter of fact because they would just sit back versus finishing the game, right? And that's what we said on the live, right? I said, if they fit go to finish the game in the second half, beginning of the second half, they sit better. If they try to sit back, they are just waiting for that goal and Ivory Coast will try to go in bunches. And they did. 
And ultimately, that's what did them in. That being said, I think Pissarro deserves some credit for getting a team that didn't look good entering the tournament to the finals. Whether we believe that he it was sustainable, I did not. He still got the results. Is that you can reward someone, but then still say we can do better. So I think the job he did with the squad, making the change, going from a back three, I mean a back four to a back five, was important. They gave up in the midfield. They still gave up chances. But I think he made enough changes that allowed them to make the finals. The style I didn't like personally, but they got it there. So I will give him his due. I will give him his flowers while also saying, but at the same time, Nigeria, maybe tell him to take the bouquet and pack your bag too. Because I, yes, I think it's, it's a waste exactly of time. exactly what I'm going to tell him. Mm. Because if you look at it, listen to what you have just said. He should be credited because... Um, he changed his style. He never had much midfielders. So what other style True. he should have been playing? So it's not like you did something because you had three, five midfielders that are solid and they weren't playing good. And you said, all right, then you know what? I saw these two peaking and maybe I can get more out of my defense. So I'm going to tweak mm -hmm. it to a buck three. No, you had one midfielder, one deep line midfielder that can put in tackle, one. So mm. the only thing he could have done is facilitate one more um, attacking midfielder that can hold up somewhat in a deeper line. Mm -hmm. And that's why he ended up with um, Iwobi and Onyeka um, there. So he never had any other option. And you remember, here are the names that we're calling out, Onyeka and Iwobi in midfield. Then you go mm -hmm. over wide. Um, Zedu, um, Zedu is the only player, and 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 Nigeria team that you could question how he actually be plays, you know. But everyone else, Ena, on the season player of the season, um, Ikang, Ajayi, Vasi is just a next world level player. When he is ready to run up and down, he seems to be talented. Lookman mm -hmm. is on the list. Um, Osimen, we said that he he should have been on the list based on what he did. If Ensu never scored so much goals, he would have been on the list. And then over the next side, you have um, Moses, Chukwezi, Ianacho, mm -hmm. Muffy, Musa. You hear the names, that, and then you have Aribo that you could bring in midfield to only yeah. maybe supplement, to put put instead of Iwobi. But you can't use two of them because Onyeka is the only one that you truly have. But look at, listen to what we are saying and look at the talents. Everyone have one or two of those players. Nigeria have 15. Yeah. And you are telling me that, oh, um, you should get some. No, you should not get no credit. The, you should uh, get some yeah. credit to go to your house, you know, to pack up and leave. Yes. Uh, ultimately, no, but, but that's true, and, though. It's true, right? And like, it's it's the classic example of do you get credit for putting out the fire that you started, right? He has the talents at his disposal, but the mismanagement of it, like, I can, I'll pay. Here's your flower. You made the finals after not looking good leading up to it. At the same time, we're not going to ignore that you didn't look good looking up to it. This shouldn't extend it. Um, I think at that point, for the talent that they have at their disposal, like, we've had this conversation. Like, Nigeria has more... <laughs> strikers than some countries can dreamed of having and again they have to figure out the balance of the team there's no doubt 
But for the talent that they have at their disposal, sometimes it just feels like they fall short of it. And that sometimes is coaching. That is on the players as well. You put them on the pitch to do something. I always say they'll always default to what they know best, which means how are you going to expect nine strikers to sit back and defend when they're strikers? I mean, my instinct tells me to go forward. So why am I going to drop back and try to do things? So putting them in position to succeed matters. Um, I think Nigeria's run was great. It, it was impressive based on how they've played, but they can't look at that and say, we can replicate this because ultimately, I mean, we're only two games into uh, World Cup qualifiers, but it still kind of leaves them wanting and lacking from there. So I don't disagree with you. I do agree from a slightly non Nigerian bias perspective, because apparently I just don't, I, apparently according to some people, by the way, JD, <laughs> we'll see them in the comments. Where are those friends? Where are they? <laughs> they, they are waiting. They are waiting um, for Nigeria to win the finals. Then they they will be over here on under these waiting. videos. Yeah, they are waiting. Yeah, Let me but tell um, you. I I think Nigeria was. It's good that they reached um this far, but I still believe that they they have not lived up to what I I, I think the talent level um is. You know, um, I saw that they were disrespecting um, Iwobi on, on the internet. And, and clearly people mm -hmm. will get that feeling that these are all all-star players. So why it's just mm -hmm. not clicking, you know? So I understand where people coming from the upset and they have not seen them play a, a really good game. The whole entire tournament, to be honest, we are, mm -hmm. we're just seeing 20%, 10%. This part works. So it, I, it's understandable. It's understandable. And to be honest, I can't say much more, more than they have to get better or else um, mm -hmm. the next World Cup will be in trouble. That's all I know. No, agreed. Agreed. And speaking of that next World Cup, we've only played two games in Africa so far. But to give everyone a bit of a viewpoint of what they have. So Group A right now has Egypt and Burkina Faso in your top two spots. I'll explain mm -hmm. the uh, the format a little bit later. In Group B, you have Senegal and Sudan in the top two spots with DR Congo. DR Congo? We'll have something to say about this entire group based on what we just saw. Indeed, indeed. My don't sleep on team, Rwanda, uh, sitting up top of Group C with South Africa, Nigeria sitting South in Africa, Africa, Nigeria. After seeing mm. South Africa... I am not 100% sure Nigeria going to the World Cup. You know, I, I, yeah. if we don't get NDD back, I, Rwanda uh, and Rwanda continue to do things. And the good, the, the good thing is Nigeria have them to play. You know, that's the mm -hmm. only good thing. So Nigeria can alter the way, the places that they do reach. You understand me? That is the only good damn thing. But aside from that, um, you can't, yeah, yeah. Nigeria can still go far, but... They have to stop with Rwanda. They have to beat batter them, you know. Yeah, batter them. And I think Rwanda doesn't play any of the top teams until what next year, because I think they yes, have. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So, so they if they can just stay afloat and get a few results here, they'll be fine. So they're an interesting team to keep an eye on. Group D: Cameroon, Cape Verde, Libya. But then you saw Angola have a good run as well. So I think that you can't overlook them in their group. And um, unfortunately, Eritrea had to drop out for Group E, but you have Morocco, Zambia, who did well, Tanzania, who had a good, decent run out there. Morocco looks like they're sitting all right. 
So that'll be fine. Group F, Ivory Coast, Gabon, who weren't mm-hmm. there. We saw Kenya have a good run. The Gambia started off a little bit weak uh, with two but losses. But don't count them out. They don't will, count them out. Exactly. Yeah. They will give teams a tough run. You had Algeria, who got grouped, sitting there with Mozambique with a win already. Botswana, Guinea, Uganda, Somalia. You, There are sides. Not, there is no easy pathway here. Group mm-hmm. H, Tunisia, Equatorial Guinea. I think we can't yeah. sleep on them anymore. Um, no, there may be a, no, no. a good run as well. Yeah. Right? And we're going through these groups saying, and then like Group I, Comoros doing Comoros things, Mali, what, Madagascar. But what, 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 what was uh, this, this Afghan, uh, this Afghan open our, our eyes up to exactly what will happen for the World Cup qualifiers? That's what I believe. Like it really opened those smaller teams that we thought that weren't going to compete. Mm-hmm. They are competing at the highest level. So this picking teams to go through, this is not a fluke because they were actually yeah. doing it in these two first games. So they just carried it over from the two first games. And I think it's going to continue just like this. So one of these big teams ain't coming, coming out here, but I'm not going to stretch the stream too long. Um, no, we are it. going to have to decide all of those things. These no, teams, I agree. We are going to have to pick a team like one <laughs> of these big teams next stream, with yeah. maybe next week. We're going to be working out which one of these big teams not actually coming out to World Cup qualifiers. Like they're not qualifying. Let's watch. Just no, watch I agree. Somebody I, somebody's game left home. <laughs> someone will be. Someone will be with us, as as the Ghanaian <laughs> fans told uh, you. Uruguayan fans at last World Cup. We'll we'll all be watching from home. Okay, yes. we will all be on our couch. Somebody will be watching from home. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but man. yes, yeah. But agree. Just to wrap it up again. So top four second place finishers go to the runners up. Those two winners of those two matchups head to the intercontinental playoff, and they go. So if you don't top your group, you have to be one of the top four second place teams to move on. So that's where it gets very interesting. You can kind of see where it breaks down. Where Cape Verde, Sudan, Zambia, Botswana, South Africa are sitting on the outside looking in. So AFCON qualifiers are going to be intriguing. And we are here to cover it. Believe me, we are here to cover all of Every window, we are going to start stretching our platforms. So people make sure to subscribe because Mm -hmm. every window we are going to be here chopping it up. We're going to have some new programs in which we have more people on it. You know, so we'll have some deeper conversation because a lot of these conversations need to be had, you know, and we are are here Mm -hmm. for it. So subscribe, Smash the like button, share. And we'll do that. JD, do you have any videos or content coming that people should be looking at for you that they can come up with? We are still working on them. Um, We're still working on them outside the normal. So we're still working on them. All right. So keep make sure you guys go follow that. We max it, I max it. If you're looking for that, either a little bit of Jamaican content or more of that worldwide content, IMAX and the WeMax will have you covered there. As for me, guys, I got the African content, but we have Gold Cup W coming here in CONCACAF, as well as the under-20 qualifiers. We'll have a short video on the Canadian roster for that, so we'll talk about that there. But guys, until then, keep your eyes out, turn on notifications, like JD said, subscribe, uh, like, leave a comment. We'll go from there. We just passed 600, so we're pretty happy for that. And we will continue to go from there and see where it goes. But, guys, thank you for stopping by. Let us know in the comments down below what are your takeaways from AFCON. How does it set up teams for World Cup qualifiers? And until next time, guys, it's been the Quasi saying bye-bye for now.